each episode will highlight one game as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker All the Games. This is episode 7 of Poker All the Games. We're coming at you from the northeast coast of the United States, April 2022. I'm your host, Sean, online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke, Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. We have a fun and informative show for you today, where we'll be focusing on Super Stud 8 or better. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get to Super Stud 8, and finally end with news about an upcoming low-stakes mixed game festival. Along the way, you'll also hear about my recent play since the last episode, which went better than the previous sessions. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Since poker is a social sport, I'm a brewer and enjoy beer. This episode, I'll be drinking a dark beer. The recent warm weather that we had here on the East Coast was but a teaser. It has turned back to chilly again, so I'll break out a milk stout in honor of the cold with the knowledge that warm weather will return before long. I'm pouring this one from a can into a Spiegelow stout glass. This particular Spiegelow glass was designed in collaboration with Left Hand Brewing, famously known for their Left Hand Milk Stout and Rogue Ales. So, Rogue Ales, a brewery, and Left Hand Brewing, another brewery. The shape of this glass accentuates the roasted malt, coffee, and chocolate notes often found in stouts. Okay, back to the beer, which is an almond stout by Sweetwater Brewing Company out of Atlanta, Georgia. Remember, the proper way to evaluate a beer is smell, look, and then taste. Aroma can be fleeting, so it's appropriate to smell first, look second, and then finally taste. So, let's have a smell. Ah, the expected aromas of roasted malts and chocolate, along with uh, hints of roasted coffee, though not as strong as in some other stouts. Let's have a look. The Sweetwater Almond Stout pours very dark with a nice tan head. Now the best part. Let's have a taste. Oh, nice. This has a medium to full body coming in with a flavor which follows the aroma closely. Chocolate, coffee, and roasty goodness. I do taste almond milk which makes this really nice. With that in mind, this is a lactose-free milk stout for anyone who may be lactose intolerant or just wants to enjoy a nice dairy-free stout. Since this milk stout is made with almond milk, you might expect a slighter, uh, slight difference compared to other milk stouts, like the body being thinner. Milk stouts are usually made with milk sugar, which provides body. That is a thick mouthfeel. Since lactose is a non-fermentable sugar, at least by beer yeast standards, and so provides some sweetness and body to a beer. However, 
Sweetwater Brewing does a really nice job in this almond milk stout without the use of lactose. This Sweetwater Almond Milk Stout comes in at 5.4% ABV, so let's get to some poker. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and or those looking to branch into other variations of poker. This podcast is also for hold'em dealers looking to branch out and deal mixed games. The goal here is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena, as well as, of course, covering any hot news in the poker world. Today's episode will be covering a stud variation, specifically super stud eight or better. So let's get started. Why super stud eight? Well, for starters, we discussed stud in episode four and stud eight are better in episode six. And this is a slight variation on stud eight or better. So in super stud eight, we're just adding a twist to stud eight or better. Super study is also slowly becoming available in some brick and mortar casinos, at least occasionally. I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but I have seen it listed either at Parks Casino in Ben Salem, possibly the Borgata in Atlantic City, um, but not too often. But uh, now and again, you might see a, a game of Super Stud get going. I covered the poker vernacular in episodes five and six to help understand high-low split pot games, so we'll not cover that here again. Go revisit episodes five or six uh, to hear poker vernacular if you uh, need to be brought back up to speed on high-low split pot games. All right, let's get to the general play and rules of Super Study. This is a stud game with fixed limit betting. The deal, action, and general play of this game, although not the strategy, is the same as in seven-card stud, eight or better, with the exception that each player receives five cards during the first deal. That'll be four down cards and one up card instead of the usual three, as in seven-card stud, eight. And here, the highest door card pays the bring-in instead of the lowest door card in seven card study. So there are a couple of differences. You're going to receive more cards to begin with in super study and the highest door card will pay the bring in in this game. In the end, each player will be dealt seven cards. This is a split pot game. And so the pot, the pot could be split between a high hand and a low hand. The normal ranking of poker hands is utilized for the high hand For the low hand, there is an eight or better qualifier, meaning the low hand must consist of the lowest possible poker hand using five unpaired cards with a ranking of eight or lower. Aces count as both high and low, and a straight or flush does not count against a hand to be considered low. Okay, next, specifically how to deal and play super stud eight or better. Very similar to study, except the high card is the bring-in, and the main exception, each player is initially dealt four down cards instead of two. So here are the specifics. An ante is used for any player at the table dealt into a hand. After the ante is posted, five cards are dealt to each player, one at a time, 
with the first four face down and the fifth card face up. The player with the highest up card, also known as the door card, ranked by suit from highest to lowest in the order of spades, hearts, diamonds, and clubs if du duplicate numbers are showing. Play continues clockwise around the table with subsequent players either folding, matching the bring-in, or raising to a larger amount known as completing the bet, simply as completing. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table, players then must discard two of their four down cards. Once each player at the table, still in the hand, has discarded two of their down cards, a card is burned and another card, known as fourth street, is dealt face up to each player still in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with, with the player with the highest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, another card is burned and a fifth card, known as fifth street, is dealt face up to each player still in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the highest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, another card is burned and a sixth card known as sixth street is dealt face up to each player still in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the highest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player still in the hand, another card is burned and a seventh card known as seventh street is dealt face down to each player still in the hand. A final round of betting takes place beginning with the player with the highest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. As a side note here, just as in uh, stud and uh, stud eight are better. If you have the highest hand showing on 6th Street and begin the action, if you're still in the hand on 7th Street, you also begin the action because there are no more up cards, so you will still have the highest hand showing on 7th Street if you had the highest hand showing on 6th Street and are, remain in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the highest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Okay, same as 6th Street. Finally, the showdown, where one or two winners is determined with the best high hand being made from five of the seven cards, and if a player still in the hand has five unpaired cards of rank eight or lower, the pot will be split. If one player has both the high hand and the low hand, they will scoop the pot. That is, they win the entire pot. If there is no qualifying low hand, the player with the high hand scoops the entire pot. That's it for the specific deal and play of Super Stud 8. Let's go over some beginner's tips uh, for Super Stud 8 to get you started. So Super Stud 8 should be played tighter than Stud 8. If you thought you weren't playing many hands in Stud 8, you should play tighter in Super Stud 8 because there's going to be a lot more possibilities. Just like in Omaha versus Hold'em in Omaha, there's a lot more a lot more bigger hands to worry about because of two extra cards. Same way with Super Stud 8. Since there's two extra cards dealt in the initial deal, um, there's going to be a lot a lot more bigger hands to contend with. So play, play a little more tight. Play rolled up hands aggressively. 
Remember, rolled up hands are much more likely because of the extra two cards dealt to each player. Starting with an ace is key, similar to other eight or better games. Starting with three low cards working together is also a great starting hand. Look for connected and or suited cards. You're looking for a hand that can make a high and a low. That's why ace is key. Hands like the following, like an ace, deuce, three, deuce, three, four, suited, ace, four, five, three, four, five, suited, are all better than rainbow small cards. So the fact that you start with some small cards, hopefully including an ace, um, that are suited uh, is better because you have a chance at making straights. You have an ace. You have a chance at making a flush, etc. You have a chance at making a straight flush, uh, potentially, which would be a, a superior hand. Continue in the hand if all of your cards are lower than the next lowest up card. Finally, remember, because of the structure of Super Stud, it is easier to get far superior hands like a 3-4-5, an ace-3-5, or dealt, be dealt a 5-6-7 of hearts, for example. It's easier for people to get dealt these hands just because there are so many more cards that are being dealt out. Keep in mind, while study can be a roller coaster ride, super study can seem like a day at great adventure with no lines at any of the coasters. While it's easy to just jump on any roller coaster, be selective with starting hands in super study, and you'll enjoy the ride and drag more pots. So, those are some basic rules to get you started in a game of super study that'll put you ahead of other players. Next, Let's talk about my recent play since episode 6. I got to play a number of times since the ap last episode. As I mentioned, I've spent a bit of time studying and now need to get some reps in. So since last episode, I played some 7-card stud at the Borgata in a couple sessions in Atlantic City. I sat down at Wind Creek in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for a couple of no-limit sessions. I also played in a free poker tournament as part of Free Tavern Poker, which is played across the country. For those that might not know, while there's no money awarded uh, in free tavern poker, uh, people play, they can actually play and win, uh, play for a seat in Las Vegas uh, in a tournament that brings everybody from the nation together, and you can actually play, some of the prize pools have been in the tens of thousands of dollars recently. So while you, no money is exchanged because it's played in, in bars and restaurants across the country, so no money can be legally awarded during uh, the play of each tournament each week. Um, if you accumulate enough points by playing enough, you can end up actually winning uh, real money in Las Vegas. In any event, in this free tavern poker, I placed 6th out of 25, and I was extremely happy with my play. Unfortunately, I went into the final table short on chips, got, in, got drawn out on the river having gone in with the best hand. So hey, made a good decision, just uh, got drawn out on, so be it. Since I was a bit lax in my in recording uh, some of the sessions, I had quite a few sessions more than uh, more than usual. I was a little bit lax recording them, um, but I did end up just over uh, thirty dollars in the five ten stud game at the Borgata. Doesn't sound like much, and it isn't, but I was enjoying the company and giving quite a lot of action and and just generally gambling it up, which means I was up and mostly down. So it was good to end with a net positive, albeit small. I did win in both of the one, two, no limit sessions, and while I can't recall, I didn't record uh, one of the sessions, 
And so can't remember exactly what I cashed out for. I was definitely up. Uh, the other session, I was up over $150 after about 90 minutes of play. So it, in the end here, my study is paying off. My reads are returning to what they once were. I made a lot of smart decisions in all of my recent sessions, which is all anyone playing poker can hope for. In both of those no-limit sessions, I could have crushed both tables. Unfortunately, I have a lot of other things going on in life. I have trouble finding more than a couple of hours at a time between traveling and play, uh, hence my short play time. In any event, I cashed out for more than I went in with, realized that my study is paying off, my reads are getting back to where they used to be, and uh, I'm learning a lot more, feeling better about my game, becoming more confident. So, so in the end, uh, making, a, made a, making a few extra dollars for these past sessions and uh, gaining some confidence in my play. Finally, let's talk about some exciting news in the poker world. Card Player Lifestyle, founded by Robbie Straczynski, will be holding a mixed games festival sponsored by PokerStars, during part of the 2022 WSOP. This festival will consist of low stakes mixed cash games and is scheduled to be held at Resorts World in Las Vegas from June 12th through June 16th, 2022. Specifically, stakes are anticipated to be 4-8 limit and 8-16 limit. No worries, if you do want to play higher, Robbie did say just ask the floor to start a list and enough people sign up they will gladly spread higher limit uh, mixed game cash mixed games this is the second annual event so this is this will be known as mixed game festival two the first was held at the orleans orleans casino during the 2021 wsop i was fortunate enough to be in town while it was happening and actually played in a horse tournament and was fortunate enough to sit at the same table one seat away from the first lady of poker, Linda Johnson. So I'm hoping that she'll also be at this mixed game festival um, this fall, or this, uh, sorry, spring in June 2022, uh, and maybe get the chance to play, sit down at a cash game uh, with Linda. So that was a tournament that I played in that, in the 2021 mixed game festival one. Um, it's my understanding that this will be cash games coming up in June at Mixed Game Festival 2. In addition to the poker, there will be merchandise freebies and giveaways, poker book signings with popular poker pros, as well as discounted hotel room rates. Check out cardplayerlifestyle.com for more information. As far as Resorts World, I've heard great things about the poker room there, and I'm excited to hear that Robbie will be hosting the second mixed game festival there with mixed poker games at reasonable stakes. In my book, I actually write about how this is necessary, that this being reasonable stakes mixed cash poker games, this is necessary to bring more players into the mixed game arena, so I am super pleased to see this happening. Thanks to Robbie for setting this up. Please come out and support Robbie and PokerStars in their efforts to bring more light to mixed poker games. Finally, if you want to learn more about these games before you sit and play, head on over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. Looking forward to seeing you at Mixed Games Festival 2 sometime between June 12th and 16th. Well, that's all for Episode 7, Super Stud 8 or Better. 
Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R All the Games. Subscribe at pokerchannel.substack.com. And join us again in two weeks for Episode 8, where we are going to discuss Big O, which is a flop game similar to Omaha and is gaining in popularity. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can.